talk about like the structure of your business a little bit because I know we get a lot of questions about how you run day to day. So do you clean houses at all? No, I've Have never cleaned one house. Ever. Never cleaned one. No, I never. I told myself I was like I'm never gonna do that. I would never. <laughs> I will. I will lose a client. I'll lose money before I ever do that because at that point, that's when you know you start buying yourself a job. And I think people need to go in with that mindset of hey, I'm not doing this to like. It's funny because it was like I always related back to like um because like I mentioned how I had like a trucking business before. I would tell my mom about it. And she would be like, well, why don't you just go get your CDL just in case? <laughs> CDLs are like your commercial driver's license so you can drive a truck. She'd be like, just go get your CDL just in case you need to go pick up a truck. And I'm like, no. That is like creating a foundation of like, oh, I can always just go be in my business. Yeah, my truck myself. Yeah, it's, you're creating a mindset of like, oh, okay, I can always just go be in the business myself. And, and it's like, no, you have to, even if you have the smallest business ever, you have to think of it as if it's already a big business. You have to think of it as if it's already a franchise, it's scaled, it has, you know, staff. You have to start from there. You can't like try to like do everything yourself and then be burned out and then try to get there. No, it's yeah. always better if you start from there. My CEO, I always say this all the time, my CEO, my, my tech firm that I used to work at, he didn't know anything about technology. If something would have went, he had one employee when he first started, and I let you know for a fact, he never hopped on a, on a phone call to deal with tech. Yeah. He never got behind a computer. He <laughs> barely knew how to operate his own computer. Yep. He knew how to run the business, and he, he always said, worst case scenario, I could always find somebody to do their job. And he's yeah. like, he's never done it. So I, I understand that aspect of it. But what happens if, or I'm sure this would have this happened early on. So you have a client and you know your cleaner <laughs> doesn't show up or whatever. Like, how do you deal with situations like that? Yeah, I mean back then versus today, I guess too. Yeah, I mean, if, if obviously those things happen, they're gonna happen, right? Yeah. But to me, it's like I'm willing to take the punishment that's gonna come with it. Because I understand the risk I'm taking. Yep. That's the thing. You have to understand. With business it. in general. Yeah. Any business has risk. Mm -hmm. Exactly. You have to yeah. understand that's an inherent part of business is going to be customer dissatisfaction, mm -hmm. especially when you're talking about service-based businesses specifically. Yep. So understanding that, I have to create a system for that mm -hmm. rather than now I become proactive to that versus, rather than being reactive to it, right? Oh, I already anticipated something like this will happen. So, okay, cool. Let's just see what is the standard operating procedure say for this. Mm-hmm. Staff is already trained on what they should do. So generally, when something like that happens, you know, for example, it's, you know, they have a, 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 a kind of framework for reaching out to them and offering them some sort of, you know, uh, compensation or something to make sure that they feel like, okay, hey, at least we care. Yeah. Right? Because things happen. Yeah, like things happen, but at least we care. Like we couldn't foresee this, something happened, whatever, to say it was an emergency, something happened. But, you know, let's try to give them something off on the next clean, get it rescheduled, whatever the case may be. There's a way to proactively handle that so it doesn't become. Because I think people's worry is, oh, they're going to go leave a negative review. Mm -hmm. like, people are going to do what people are going to do regardless of what you do. Like, <laughs> like you can try to, like, you have to just have a framework to handle that stuff versus trying to prevent it. Yeah. It's going to happen. Like, you could give them the moon, it's going to be an issue. It's exactly. Be something. Uh -huh. <laughs> like, there's just certain people you cannot please. Yep. And uh, <laughs> that's what, that's in every business. There's no business you can, like, get in there's, like, you're going to please everybody. It's impossible. And so speaking of that, what would you say is the biggest challenge you face with the cleaning business or getting the business up and running? Initially, I would say probably it was um, finding reliable contractors. Yep. Um, <laughs> And I think, it, you know, it's a because I look at it like this. I don't look at it as I have a cleaning business. I look at it as I have a marketing business. Mm. Right. And that's how I've always saw it. And that's what I feel like has allowed me to scale it relatively quickly is because I don't care anything about the cleaning. I focus <laughs> on marketing. And when I say marketing, it's like you have to understand who you're marketing to. You're marketing to two parties. You have contractors, independent contractor cleaners, and you have customers. Mm -hmm. Customers are the easy part. 
Mm-hmm. If that all you gotta do is throw more marketing dollars in there. People, you'll get more eyes on your business. It's a numbers game at that point, and more people will call you, close more de- sales, like whatever, whatever, whatever. There's plenty of money. There's plenty of customers. That's mm-hmm. never an issue. But finding quality people is always going to be the bottleneck, I think, of a service-based business because at some point it kind of becomes like you become limited in the quality. Your growth. And, yeah, and, and, and the growth and the, all of those things based off of, you know, the, the quantity and quality of your uh, staff and your cleaners and your contractors. Mm-hmm. And so um, early on that was a big issue. And I, I think solving that is really those kinds of things are – a lot of the things in the business are very market location specific. So it's like certain things you can like try, but it's not, it might not be the answer. Like something that might have been the answer for me might not be the answer for someone else in a completely different yeah. area. Right. Cause it's just different services catering to different customers. They have different kind of styles and appetites and ways of doing things in different areas. Like, you know, I can't, like, for example, finding contractors on Facebook in South Texas is much more, that was very effective. But I can't say that Facebook is going to work well in California mm-hmm. to find contractors. I don't know. But that's what something that worked very well for me. And I was able to kind of use that to, it, again, it's a numbers game. I always look at marketing as a numbers game. The more people I can get in, the more I can get out. My goal is to eliminate as many people as possible. Mm-hmm. So as, as many people as apply, if I can, if 100 people apply and I can eliminate 95, that's a great thing. I know I got five quality people. You sound like Anthony. <laughs> I wanted to see if your challenge was different because that's something that we tell people all the time. Yeah. The hardest part of the business is finding good people. No, but not. I feel like that's anywhere. I yeah. feel like Target, Red Lobster, they struggle with that too. Like yeah. Everywhere struggles. Every big business. You guys said you guys went out yesterday and this lady was bizarre. I'm like, everywhere struggles with good people. So yeah. when she people was like. way beyond bizarre. <laughs> she was crazy. I'm like, contractors is the hardest thing. And like you said, it can stump your growth because yeah. kind of depend on yeah. having them, you know, with your business. So, mm-hmm. yeah, um, I was gonna say, when did you feel like this thing is starting to work now? Yeah, we like, I got it, I understand it. Yeah, it's go time. I would say 2021, halfway through that year, that was when I was like, okay, I'm going all in on this. Mm-hmm. And then 2022, that was after you got rid of the trucks and yeah. the real estate. Yeah, and well, when I when I had bonds, the, the that's crypto, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> when the machine, <laughs> that's when ATMs. I, it, oh, okay, it, it took a while to get rid of them. Yeah, but that's when my mindset kind of checked out of them okay because i think that's the thing it's like you can still have it but it's like where's your mind where's at? your energy and stuff going my energy i said i'm focusing on this so i kind of just stopped caring about that stuff and you know that was a whole other thing but like once my energy my mindset was able to like focus 100 percent on this that's when it really was able to pick up because i mean you gotta think it's like if i'm able to kind of get this result i can get thirty thousand a month just with doing haphazard energy or like 50% focus, mm-hmm. what can I get if I do 100% focus? And that's when, you know, we started getting $50,000, $60,000 months towards the end of 2021. And then 2022 was a huge year as well. And that was kind of just, you know, mo- carrying momentum from 2021, I think. So that was, I, I, yeah, to answer your question, I would say like end of 2021, about a year and some into months. The business. Into what the was, business. What was your highest revenue month? 60000 60, Yeah, okay. that was... January of last year, I think. January, yeah, it's like 60000 And what did you do that month to, to get to that level? Spent more on marketing. <laughs> That's really all it is. That's why I think it's, it's really so simple. And I don't mean to say that. It's like, oh, why can't everyone do this? I mean, it's like. The f- well, that's what people in the comments going to say. Is it real? Is it working? <laughs> right. You know, they say it does, but it's not working for me. So. <laughs> yeah. My thing is once you figure something out, it becomes more simple. And because you have a formula. And now it's just about scaling. Scaling is easy. Like, 
it's much easier to get 100K a month than it is to get 10K a month. Because to get to 10K a month, you had to figure out how to even get to 5K, how to get to 7K, 9K. Like, you tried a bunch of things probably. But to get to 100, you're doing the same thing you did to get to 20, 30, 40, just 50. replicating it? You're just replicating and adding more money. So it just becomes at that point. And then, you know, at that point now, I, it, I look at the business as kind of like a faucet. You know, if I want more, just turn the faucet Put up. Put more marketing bit. dollars in. Yeah, if I <laughs> want less or if I don't, if I'm not as, you know, being aggressive, Turn it down a little bit. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like, you know, my flavor. I've kind of found a sweet spot for me where, you know, I'm kind of like at a place where I'm, I don't want to say like complacent, but it's like I'm not as like, just because I've had like a mindset shift on some other things, I'm not as like, oh, I need to go, go, go. I need okay. 100 million. Like, <laughs> like, I'm not there as much so as I was just because, you know, again, getting older. Thank you for tapping in with us again. As you know, we always ask if you guys can please, please go ahead and leave us five-star review. Go ahead and write something if you're enjoying what we speak about. If you listen to us week to week, please be sure to let us know. That helps us to continue to grow and for other people to listen to our show as well. We appreciate it.